Welcome to Precepts of Faith. This is Conrad DeFries. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into today's teaching. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to call you Father. And we truly, all of us believers, we truly are your children. We're your offspring. And Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you as the teacher. You're the revealer, the un- the unfolding and illuminating of the Word of God is your responsibility. We lean upon you for that into every one of our lives, and we receive it by faith right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today I'm ministering on the area of fulfilling your place in the body of Christ. And there's two different ways to teach, and there's probably many more than that. One is you begin to go through things, and it's like it's like a discovery. Like you was going to walk into a house, and you just say, oh, here's the living room. Oh, here's the bedroom. Oh, here's the kitchen, as you go through it. The other way is is to say ahead of time, we're, before we go in the house, it's three-bedroom, has two baths, it has this, it has two walk-in closets. You tell it ahead of time. So I'm going to use the thoughts tonight. I'm going to tell you where we're going first, and then we'll discover it in the scriptures. So, uh, I'm going to. We're going to look in the Word of God to see that every person in the body of Christ has a special, specific calling by God. When you get born again, He calls you to do a definite function and a definite purpose in the body of Christ. And if you don't know that, then really it's our, each of our, each of us, it's our responsibility to seek God and to find out, God, what do you want me to do? Some people think, well, I just go to church and I pay my tithes, I help paint the Sunday school room, you know, I just do this or that, and that's good. Nothing wrong with that. But really, God calls each person, and we'll see it in the Word of God, not, not only apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, but God has set every member in as it pleases him. Every member has a function and a purpose and a place in the body of Christ. Now, if a person does not fulfill what God has called them to do, they still go to heaven but their works will be burned up like wood, hay, and stubble, um, but they'll still be saved like as by fire. But God is wanting us, uh, once we're born again and in the family of God, uh, he wants us to find out what he's called us to do and to function in that place. Um, It may be a noticeable position. It may be a behind-the-scenes position. It may be in between. It may, it may look big or it may look small, whatever it is, um, but it's God that sets each and every one of us into our place. Um, and we will be rewarded not whether our job is big or whether it's small or whether people know what our job is or if they don't know what it is, um, but we will be rewarded according to our faithfulness. Um, if you're an usher, and according, according to your faithfulness, you'll be rewarded. If you clean the church or whatever it is, uh, whatever God calls you to do, if you're faithful, 
then you'll be rewarded not that you did a whole lot or that you did a little. You'll be rewarded if you are faithful in whatever it is that he has called each of us to do. And he tells us, and, and, and hopefully we'll get to those scriptures, uh, the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. Um, God never changes. He may add to what he calls you to do. He may increase what he calls you to do, but he never repents or changes what he's called you to do if he's really called you to do that. Um, and uh, it, it's our responsibility to find out um, and we'll be re- we'll, we will be rewarded uh, according to that. Um, uh, every one of us, uh, born-again believers, we will be in heaven for seven years after the rapture. We'll come back a thousand years. And we will be busy for God on this earth with all the natural people here. We will be ministering, uh, and it will depend on our faithfulness now as to what God will call us to do then. Uh, because these callings are without repentance. Um, He also tells us, and we'll look at the verse later, I hope here, many are called, but few are chosen. A lot of people have the call of God for certain things on their life, whether it's in music, whether it's to be a pillar in the church, uh, help keep the doors open, whether it's in finance, whether it's in encouraging others, Uh, whether it is an intercessory prayer, whether it's a multiple of these, whatever it is a person is called to do. Many are called. They say, oh, I feel the call of God, or so-and-so really has a call of God upon their life. Um, But there's a a huge difference in having a calling and then God choosing that person to fulfill that call. Um, Moses was called, um, but he wasn't chosen until he was 80 years of age. For 40 years, he certainly he was preserved as a baby and lived up in Pharaoh's house. Uh, at age 40, he knew he was called. He killed two Egyptians. He was in the wilderness 40 years. At age 80, God chose him. When he chose him, he didn't think he was able then. Uh, he had the zeal before. He, he knew God's hand was upon him, but he just things didn't work out. Um, but that calling was without repentance. It never changed. And, and so God never changes whatever he calls a person to do. And a lot of people are called. And I know one minister that he, he had a visit from the Lord, and the Lord was talking to him about his calling. And he had pastored for almost 12 years. And, and God was calling him out into evangelistic or field ministry, out to do other things. And, and the Lord told him, said, You're, this will be the first phase of your ministry. He said, no, I've been ministering almost 12 years, seen many people saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit, healed. Um, he said, no, I've been with you, I've blessed you, I've helped you, um, but for what I have called you to do, you're just about to start the first phase of it. Um, and he said, even ministers, that many ministers live and die and never get into the first phase of what God has really called them to do. So this this teaching and this Bible study here today, it's to encourage all of us to realize that we have a special place in the body of Christ. 
set in, uh, not, you know, people can recognize it. And we can recognize the call on a person's life, but it's God that calls them. It's God that chooses and sets them into whatever function, to whatever place that they are called. And, and then, but it's up to us to fulfill, to give ourselves to whatever God has called us to do. In the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4 and verse 7, that's 2 Timothy 4 and 7, the Apostle Paul here, he says, I have fought a good fight, and I have finished my course, I've kept the faith. And he was looking at his life. In other words, he was coming to the end of his life. He was getting ready to be offered, probably have his head cut off. And so he was looking at his life, and he says, I've finished my course. I've finished my race. I've done what God has called me to do. Now I can yield. If the enemy takes me out or my head is cut off, I've completed what God has called me to do in this life. And, you know, it's we certainly teach a lot, preach a lot about things like, um, uh, you know, the blessings of God. We have healing. We have um, uh, prosperity, victory, all kind of blessings and benefits from God. Um, but God wants us to have all of those things, but he wants us to um, do the very things uh, that he has called us to do. You still hear me? Huh? I was just asking my wife to be sure I'm still on there. I heard some dings. <laughs> in the book of 1 Corinthians, in chapter 12, in verses 12 through 28, I'm not going to read all of these, but it talks in 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 28, verse 12 through 28, it talks about there's one body but many members. We're all in one body, but really there are many, many members in 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 that body so whether the eye can't say because i'm not the hand i'm not of the body or the foot can't say because i'm not the ear i'm not of the body and so on like that because god is the one that has set everyone in in the in verse 18 there of first corinthians chapter 12 it says but now hath god set the members, not just the five-fold ministry, not just the pastor and the prophet and the apostle and so on, but now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. So God sets every person into a special place. I don't know, I haven't been to heaven. One person that has been to heaven said there is a book called the Book of Destiny. And God has a destiny for every person. And when we get to heaven, that book will be open to see if we have fulfilled the purpose, the function, the place that God has put us on the earth to fulfill. In those verses that I just mentioned, I'm not going to read them all for sake of time, but it talks about those that have un the uncomely parts. And those are the parts that are not exposed a lot. They're kind of in the background. And, but he says he's given them more abundant comeliness. He said, but they are necessary. And 
that little spring, that little valve, that little ligament or tendon that holds everything together. Just imagine a skeleton, how strong the bones are. It can hold up hundreds of pounds, but it takes the ligaments and the tendons to hold those bones together so they don't just fall to the floor in a heap of bones. Every ligament, every tendon, every small part, you may not see it, but it is very necessary. It may look frail. It may look unseemly. It may look like it's not very important, but it's God that has set every part in the body as it has pleased him, and every part is very important. I want to read the um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 in the Amplified Bible. It is a tremendous um, uh, scripture here, brings it out. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 in the Amplified Version of the Bible. Now you collectively um, are Christ's body um, and individually, look at here, not just all together, but individually, you are members of it, each. There's the word each. Not, not just everybody all in one, one, big, one big body. Each part, each part severally and distinct, each with his own place and function. Praise God. Every person in the body of Christ has their own place. Each one individually. Yes, we all work together. That, that gives us the habitation of God in the Spirit. We're one body. The body of Christ is working together. But each individually, each part has its own place and its own function. I want to encourage you, if you're not really sure what your place is, God wants you to know your place. Uh, he's not holding it back from you. Just really talk to the Lord like you'd talk to anyone. Uh, he, he's, he's the best friend you'll ever have. Uh, just talk to him. He knows all about you. Just talk to him. Have a conversation. Lord, just show me what you want me to do. Show me what my place is. Uh, and, it, you know, and you've got to be open. Whatever he shows you, he might start you out as a doorkeeper. He might start you out to help like, like Aaron and her, or, uh, you know, to hold up the hands of Moses. And as long as they held up his hands, Israel prevailed in the battle. And, but when Moses' hands were tired and they come down, Israel would begin to lose. And whatever it is that God calls you, just say, Lord, I'm willing. Whatever you want me to do, if you want me to pray, if you want me to help support, uh, if you want me just to encourage, if you want me to just love people and just show people that, that, that they're forgiven no matter what their past is, whatever it is that God has called you to do, just say, Lord, I'm yours. I like the word servant. The Apostle Paul called himself a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, he was called to be an apostle, he was called to be a prophet and a teacher and so on. But to begin with, he was a servant. When he was knocked down on the road to Damascus, he said, Lord, what would you that I should do for you? What do you want me to do? 
In other words, he was totally open as a servant. I think in the Greek there, the word servant is the Greek word dolos. And that's in those days, a slave that had been freed from slavery but said, I want to stay with my master. They would bore a hole in the lobe of their ear, and when someone would see them, they would see that hole, kind of a large hole, bored in the lobe of one of their earlobes, and they would know that at one time that person was a servant by bondage, but now they had, by choice they had chosen to stay with their master of their own free will. And that's what Paul said that he was. He said he was a, a love slave, a slave by choice, a servant of God by choice. I choose to be a servant of God. And then whatever he wants me to do. If he wants me to teach, then he'll have to enable me to do that. If he wants me to travel, he'll open the doors. If he wants me to encourage people, I mean, you take myself. When I was growing up in high school, I began to work in the medical field, and I could hardly talk. I stuttered so bad. In high school as a senior, I'd work in the emergency room, and I'd get ready to take their information, and I'd wait, 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 what is your name? I mean, I couldn't talk. The very It seemed like the devil knew more what I was called to do of God than I did, seems like. The very thing that was to be a strong point in my life was the very thing I couldn't, t- I couldn't do. Three-minute speech in English was terrifying. To get up for three minutes, a senior in English, oh, my, I could hardly imagine it. I dreaded it. How can I do it? But it was by the grace of God, uh, God was calling me to speak and to teach and minister his word. And the very thing seemed to be that I couldn't do was get up and talk in front of people. So sometimes you feel like you want to do something for God, but you say, I don't know how. I don't have the money. I don't have the ability. I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have a way to do it. I don't know how to do it. But if he has called you to do it, you just put your faith and trust in him, and he will open the doors. He will make the way. The very things that look the most impossible, if God has called you to do that, the thing for you is to be willing. Lord, here am I. Use me. Here am I. Like Paul on the road to Damascus, what would you that I should do for you? And, and, and we need to get to that place in our lives sometime to where it's not just, Lord, what are you going to do for me? And, you know, some people go from church to church. And, well, I didn't get my need met here. I'm going over here. Well, I didn't get my need met here. I'm going over to another one. And really, what you ought to do when you walk in wherever God leads you to be, Lord, what would you have me to do today? Show me someone that needs encouraging. Maybe just a smile at the pastor, it'll encourage him and pull the anointing out of him during during the service. Maybe it's just to pray silently, quietly for, for the service or for the teachers or for the singers, whatever's going on. In other words, Lord, what do you want me to do today? I know many years ago, before Linda and I were ever married, we were going to a church and 
somewhere, and we would walk in. Before we would go in, I'd say, Lord, just show me one person. Because in the middle of that service, they always kind of had a break. You'd go around and shake hands. I was always looking for that one person to pray for or to say something to. And so many times people would say, oh, Brother Conrad, uh, let me just tell you where I was. Oh, I was in despair. I didn't know all these many things they were facing. Oh, that was such a blessing. But I was looking for one person, just as a young person, to minister to somebody. And so even Jesus came as a servant. He said, he come not to be ministered to, but to minister. Now, we all want to be ministered to, and God wants us to be ministered to, but he wants us to minister to others. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4 and verse 16, in the Amplified Version, it says, For because of him the whole body, that is, it says, the church, in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments. There you are. Some of your joints and ligaments. You're a joint. You have to join two bones together. You're a ligament. You have to bring people together. You have to hold things together so, so they don't come apart. With which, with which it is supplied, when each part, there we are again, each little part, when each part, and I love this right here, each part with power supplied to its need. Each part will get the power that it needs. Some parts need a lot of blood supply. Some don't need very much. Some need a lot of nerves. Some don't hardly need any nerves at all. It's just like in a car, the radio to make beautiful music and sound. It just needs a little bit of a certain kind of power. The starter needs a big charge of power. If the starter had the radio power, it couldn't work. If the radio had the starter power, it would blow it up. But the Bible, the Word of God says, with each part, with power adapted to its need, when it is working properly in all its Functions. There we are. Each part is functioning in what God has called it to do. Then the body of Christ grows up and matures in the things that God has called the body of Christ to do. But I want to look in the book of Matthew, chapter 22 and verse 14. It says, For many are called, but few are chosen. We mentioned that earlier. Many people have a calling on their life, and they're kind of in it and out of it, in it and out of it, in it and out of it. But when you know you're called for something, you prepare for it. Like in my case, I felt the call of God at an early age, but my, my job was to learn, get in the Bible, go different places, get in the Word of God, get the Scriptures rightly divided, and just progress and progress and progress. In other words, prepare yourself. The way I thought of it was, you say, well, do you have to memorize this? Do you have to study this? Do you have to learn this? Well, I don't know if I had to do all of that, but I did. I wanted to give God something to work with. Lord, here is what I have. You take it and use it. 
In other words, prepare yourself for whatever you believe that God is calling you to do. You know, if, if you're physically not very strong and he wants you to travel, then you need to begin to walk more. You need to cut out the sweets more. You need to eat a little better, more vegetables. You need to, in other words, whatever you need to do so that you can better be what he wants you to be, so that if he calls you at a moment's notice, you'll be ready to go. Many are called. There are many people that are called to do different things. Um, but some haven't prepared themselves. Some haven't learned certain things. Some, some are so busy and encumbered in life, they don't have time. If God needs them, they, they don't have time to do it because they've got this, they've got that, and they've got so many wonderful things to do that they want to see and they want to get involved in. You've got to set time aside and say, Lord, here am I. So, We've just barely touched the surface in this subject here this evening. But every believer has a special place calling of God that God himself sets them in as it has pleased him. I encourage you to get into your calling so that you'll have a great reward, not just to get a reward, but so that God can depend upon you. God needs every part. He needs people that he will obey him, that he can use on the earth um, to bring souls into the kingdom for the glory of God. Amen.